Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the September issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Making Silage from Hail Damaged Corn. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Mary Junowski, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Systems Specialist. Thanks again for joining me. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here and share what we do know. Well, Dr. Janowski, there's been a lot of hail across the state this year and starting out early, even later now. And some of the situations resulted in corn that people had planned to maybe take to grain or in some cases also had planned to harvest for silage. And now they're wondering, is this still a good option since it's been damaged with hail? And just talk through with us some things to think through to understand if you've got a corn crop that's been damaged by hail, what are some things you should know and consider as you think about making that into silage? Well, I think the first thing I would be remiss if I didn't say, of course, if especially if you were uh, insured and you were thinking about doing grain or even silage that before you do anything, you want to talk to your insurance agent. But let's say you've done that. And now the question is, should you make silage out of it? And honestly, silage is usually quite a good option for hail damaged corn. I think a lot of people overestimate the loss because the leaf, you know, a lot of times you lose a lot of the leaf and maybe even upper stem. And it looks like you've lost a lot, lost a lot of biomass, but the stem is only like on mature corn, 15% of the biomass. And that upper stock is, is maybe um, somewhere around 20. So, you know, you'll still get quite a uh, good yield off of hail damaged corn that hasn't, you know, been completely stripped, so to speak. So I think that's the first, you know, that's the first good news. Now, of course, there are, there is some bad news. <laughs> like, like everything, there is bad news. And the bad news is is two things, I think that, again, people kind of underestimate. One of which is that if we think about the risks with hail damaged corn, it's mold, right? So a lot of times the reason why people will even consider taking hell damaged corn is corn silage is because you have less time for mold growth. The damage on those ears can create the opportunity for mold to grow. So, you know, everybody wants to get in and wants to get in quick because they don't want to have a lot of mold growth. However, it is a bit of a balance because you also overestimate how dry your silage is because what didn't get stripped in terms of the leaves often are brown and you think, oh, you know, it's quite dry, but in fact, the stalk has a lot of moisture. That's probably the number one mistake I see is that on hail damaged corn, everybody takes it too early. So let's just talk a little bit about if you are thinking about cutting it and you start to see some mold, does that just deter you from doing that? I guess, is there a place where you say, hey, I don't know if I want to take this as silage or, or is there a tipping point there? Yeah, it's a little hard to know because the challenge with mold growth is that the amount of mold does not equate to the amount of mycotoxin. And so it's really kind of a little bit of a gamble to know where you're sitting. I would say likely if it were me, you know, I, I would think very seriously about salvaging the material. But if I do see mold growth, which we can talk uh, more about in another session, but if you do see mold growth, then probably what I would do is make sure that I test for mycotoxins. And so paying attention and understanding what type of mold uh, would be useful, because there are some molds that don't produce any mycotoxins and won't be a problem at all. And then there are some 
that do. So getting getting testing to even have mold ID or mycotoxin testing uh, can be important in that situation. Um, you could do it ahead of time, but the, it's a bit of a challenge to to then still estimate if that makes sense. And by the time you get the test back and all that, so usually we just take it and then see how much we can actually use in a ration at once, if that makes sense. So one of the things you focus on in the article, just talking about making silage is the quality. I guess, what should we expect in terms of quality from hail damage silage? And I know there can be some wide variability in this, but <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, it is actually somewhat better, I think, than we often expect. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a really, it's important to think about the timing, right, of when it got hail damaged. And late season hail damage actually can result in a fairly high quality silage because you have most of your, your grain material and you've actually lost biomass of the plant material. And so you oftentimes will get energy values that are either similar or or maybe even a little bit better if you get it put up right. Now, earlier season, uh, the less likely that that is true, if that makes sense. So it kind of depends on the timing of when you have the hail. But as I said, like the stock is about 50% of the, like the whole stock is about 50% of the, of the biomass. And the ear is about uh, 50% of the biomass. And I know that's not quite right because if you actually looked at it, if I thought about total biomass there, that's a hundred and we still have leaf and husk. But if I think about where the majority of the material is coming from, it's from those two things, the the stalk and the ear, where if we're losing the top part of the stalk and the leaf, you are losing some of the more digestible components, particularly the leaf, but you still have the husk, which is very digestible. You have the ear, which is very digestible. So you're not losing nearly as much as you might think. I guess we've talked about in other Beef Watch podcasts, just the importance of getting silage put up right, uh, thinking about the right moisture content, thinking about getting a good pack, thinking about getting it covered. Any particular things you would add to those principles as we think about hail-damaged corn for silage? Yeah, so number one thing with hail-damaged corn is getting the moisture right because putting it up too wet creates an environment for clostridial fermentation. And that causes you problems two ways. One of which is that those clostridial bacteria um, are creating, you know, butyric acid. It's a big energy loss. Uh, it makes it unpalatable and it can actually uh, be problematic. The clostridia themselves can be problematic for your animals. But the other thing is that we're already at this risk for mold growth. And clostridial fermentation doesn't drop your pH as quickly. And, and frankly, it never gets to a stable point. And so you can continue to have mold growth. So if there's a time to really pay attention to moisture, and honestly, I say this for all silage, you should be paying attention, but it's, it's even more critically important with hail-damaged corn. Then we also need to make sure that we are getting it packed well. We need to get the oxygen out because we want to get that lactic acid being produced as quickly as possible. So we got to get through that oxygen phase. So I know that it is very difficult when you have custom choppers come in. They have a lot of incoming material. And, 
you know, you have one tractor, you've got as much weight on as you can, you know, that kind of thing. How do you get it packed? Well, one of the things you can do that I think is really important is to make sure you are working with thin layers. So you're really looking for four inches. The, the thinner layers really help with getting good packing. The other thing to think about is extending, if you're doing a bunker or a pile, extend your slope length so that you you aren't tempted to have thicker layers or dump at the top so that you are actually getting things packed well. So if I if I have big advice, it's thin layers, get your moisture right. And that would be probably the two things that are going to have the most effect. Probably the third one, if I was going to give you one more, which I know everybody hates to do, but cover it. That oxygen being excluded is extremely important, again, to get rid of that mold growth, um, at least to reduce how much you're getting. And uh, I know it's I know it's a pain, but putting on uh, that tarp will have a big impact on the feeding value in the future. Anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today? Well, I, I would say that if, if people, you know, let's say you're a farmer who doesn't have cattle or you are a neighbor to a farmer who had um, some hail damaged corn and you're, and you're trying to like figure out how to price it. Uh, we do have uh, a standing forage calculator, which can be helpful for you to go ahead and, and try to get some estimate of what is a reasonable price. Because one of the things with hail damaged corn is, is, you know, it could be similar feed value or it could be less or it could be more. So one one thing to do is to consider developing an agreement that you'll get a test and then you'll price it according to that. And that standing forage calculator can help you use that test to actually do the calculation to get you to a fair uh, value. I think that's a great point. And I've had some questions on that recently. How do we value this crop? What's fair? And again, in both cases that both parties are trying to arrive at, you know, what's an equitable way to do this? And you're right, it can be highly variable. And, you know, even within a field that's been damaged, you know, sometimes parts of the field are worse than others. And so it can be difficult at times to figure out what's a fair value here. So I think your thought process around let's let's agree that we're going to come up with a test looking at the quality and then adjust it to the, you know, 65% moisture with tonnage. I think that probably is the most fair way to get in a situation where maybe both parties feel like they've been treated fair. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing that everybody feels comfortable with where you get in terms of your agreement. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article we discussed today, Making Silage from Hail Damaged Corn.